Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hello, Duke fans, and welcome to DBR Bites, episode 21. And this one's actually going to be a really cool episode because we get to talk to one of the Duke greats about the NCAA tournament and a really cool bracket challenge that they are hosting. But before we get to that interview, which was recorded just a couple minutes ago, I'm Donald Wine, your host for this episode. I have Jason Evans with me. Jason, hello. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Yeah, this is a this was a really fun interview, and I'm going to give him props. The the bracket challenge that, that Carlos is is representing here is pretty cool. It's kind of interesting. It's different yeah. from, from what you usually hear. It's different from what you usually hear, but I'm going to tell you, for 99.9% of, of fans out there, you actually want to do this bracket challenge because you're probably going to do well at it, myself included. Uh, but we'll, <laughs> we'll let Carlos tell you all about that. As we mentioned, joining us is a Duke great national champion and an analyst for ACC Network. Here's the interview we did just a few minutes ago with Carlos Boozer. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us today is one of the legends of Duke basketball. He is a national champion. He's a 13-year NBA vet. He is an Olympic gold and bronze medalist. He's currently an analyst for the ACC Network, and he's, of course, a friend of the podcast. He's been on this show a couple of times. And like me, his last name reminds you of an alcoholic beverage. We have booze in the building. (laughs) Carlos Boozer. Welcome back to the PBR Podcast, my man. Good to be back on, man. How you guys been? We've been great. We've been great. We're here to talk about a cool bracket challenge that you got going on for the NCAA tournament. But before we get to that, I want to start with the tournament itself, focusing, of course, on the ACC. When we look at the conference, they get five teams in the tournament, Duke, Virginia, Miami, NC State, and Pitt. You also had UNC and Clemson that were in the first four teams out. And everyone, Carlos, as you know, has been kind of downplaying the ACC all year. But... Do you think this shows the ACC quietly had strength all along? Yeah, I do, and that's a great point. I think I think the optics of the ACC changed dramatically when you don't see Duke and Carolina at the top of the conference, and people think the conference isn't strong in that season. But the reality of it is the transfer portal has changed the landscape of college basketball forever, right? Because you can get guys, instead of getting teenagers out of high school, you're getting guys that already have college experience, right? So that – and – they don't have to wait a year. They can play right away. And it makes me think about my Duke team in 2001 when we won the championship, when we got Dante Jones from Rutgers, who was a lights-out score, freak athlete. What if he got to play that year? How many, how many weapons we would have had adding Dante that season? 
he still was a part of our championship uh, run, but he had to only be a practice player. Imagine if we could have used him in the games. That would have been phenomenal for us. But um, I, I think what happens is, so you got a team like Miami, who Coach Larinaga does a great job of, of getting Norchad O'Meara and uh, coming in, and he's one of the best players in the conference, double-double, which I'm also worried about his ankle as he just got hurt. But the, the, the committee did a good job of letting him play on a Friday, so he got an extra day to rehab it. You look at teams like NC State, who got a couple players to transfer in. You look at a team like Virginia, done a phenomenal job of getting guys. To so all these teams are towards the top of the conference, right? You got a Miami team who won the conference, tied with a, a Virginia team who also shared the, the co-title for the regular season. You got a team like NC State who has a dynamic backcourt. You guys got to see Taquavion Smith, one of the best guards we have in the country. Very good. DJ Burns kind of reminds me of a Zach Randolph a little bit, a little heavier but got a smooth lefty game, inside uh, post game. And then you look at a team like Duke, obviously. Uh, you know, John Shire taking over for Coach K, um, which is a tight of the game. It's, it's tough shoes to fill, but, you know, he starts the season off with, without his two top recruits and Lively and Whitehead. Then he gets those guys back. Tyrese Proctor really emerged as our lead guard next to Jeremy Roach, who's our, our lone captain. And the surprise of the ACC is Kyle Filipowski. Gets rookie of the year comes back and, and, and plays against the Virginia team in the championship of the ACC tournament and wins a tournament MVP. So you got a Duke team that's as hot as any team in the country has won nine games in a row. And they're really playing the best defense that I've seen them play. They're blocking shots. They're, they're crushing the glass. Uh, meanwhile, shooting 37% from the three-point line. One of the hottest teams in the country. They get disrespected and get a five seed after winning the ACC tournament because in my opinion, the optics of, of the ACC conference is that it's down because the two blue bloods, Duke and Carolina, aren't sitting at top of the conference. But in reality, I think it's great for college basketball to have so much parity and so many teams that can compete. Like, I think this tournament's wide open. So uh, you actually led me to my next question. I'm going to kind of combine the two. You mentioned the five teams that are in the dance. None of them above a four seed. But last year... The conference, again, was considered having a down year, but had three teams in the Elite Eight, two in the Final Four. Duke has been a trendy pick so far for the Final Four. A lot of people are, are starting to pick them based on what they've been doing over the last nine games. What's the one thing that needs to go well for Duke to go that far? And really for the ACC, what, what are their chances on getting teams to the Final Four? Yeah, think about that. We had five teams in the tournament a year ago. Three of them get to the Elite Eight, two of them to the Final Four, and one of them, in the final and is, is leading by 15 at the half. So a lot of respect um, needs to be shown to the ACC. But speaking about this year's team, their defense travels, man. They're playing defense at a championship level. That's the reason. In my opinion, that's the one thing I would I would put their hat on as they went on this nine-game winning streak, including the ACC championship game, is they got guards that can compete and, and put pressure on the ball. They got two seven-footers in Kyle Filipowski and Derek Lively protecting the basket and rebounding at a high clip. And then they got a swing man and Mark Mitchell who can guard the one through the four and guard every position. So they're, and, and as you know, offense comes and goes in the tournament, but defense travels. So that's the reason why I think a lot of teams, a lot of people are picking the, the blue devils to be in the, in the final four and have a chance to cut the nets now. Speaking of tournament picks, you've recently partnered with DraftKings and Pepsi zero sugar uh, to do a, a cool bracket challenge where folks can get a lot of money by not getting a single pick right if that if, if i'm getting that correctly this is interesting to me because the purpose of almost every bracket challenge on earth is to try and get the picks right so tell us about the zero right bracket challenge that you're hosting 
Great segue, baby. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm, te- I'm teaming up with, with Pepsi Zero Sugar to encourage fans to submit their zero right bracket on DraftKings. Go to DraftKings.com backslash Pepsi. We all know how hard it is to get everything right on a bracket. This challenge flips it on its head and asks you to predict the most unlikely teams to advance to get zero right. The DraftKings Zero Right Bracket Challenge presented by Pepsi Zero Sugar is giving one lucky fan a chance to win a hundred thousand bucks. So my advice to those who want to win this challenge, pick the high seeds. That means the 16 beats a one seed to get to the final four. And you may have a chance to win a hundred thousand. Look, I, I'm going to be very good at this challenge because I love getting <laughs> picks wrong, except when it's our beloved blue devils, right? I, right, I, I right. always pick them to go all the way, but right. after that, it, it's, it's usually, it's usually a bloodbath. So this is a good way <laughs> uh, to turn that into some, to some cash. Absolutely. Hey, Carlos, it's Jason. I'm going to jump in really quick. I want to ask you about John Shire. Obviously, you've known him for a while as a fellow member of the Brotherhood. Mm -hmm. Uh, Talk about the job he's done this year coaching the Blue Devils. It seems like he's really grown exponentially as a coach over the course of the season and and what they've done over the past few weeks. So, so impressive. But just give us your reflections on Shire's first year. Yeah, Jason, I'm impressed, man. I mean, listen, I I knew he was going to do a great job. He's been under Coach K for nine years as an assistant. He also played there for four years. He also won a championship there. He was also an ACC champion, uh, champion as well as an ACC tournament MVP. Like, he he bleeds Duke blue like the rest of us do. So I knew he was going to do a good job. And I, like I said earlier, I felt like he got thrown a little bit of a curveball with his two best players being hurt to start the season. But, man, did he maneuver his way through it with his coaching staff. Don't forget over there, you got Chris Carroll, who's been at Duke basically his entire adult life. He's got some some guys over there that have been through the wars and been through the fire with them. And they've all, you know, studied under Coach K, which is, you know, one of the best coaches of all time. Um, but this year, I think he really, he really grew up. You know, we watched him grow from, you know, struggling, trying to figure out rotations. And, and then all of a sudden, guys get healthy. And what better way for a team to struggle with injury and have guys have to step up that necessarily weren't going to be the stars of the team, but they got put in the fire. Like you think about a guy like Kyle Filipowski, nobody was talking about this kid. Everybody was talking about Lively. Everybody was talking about Derek Whitehead. And Lively ends up getting rookie of the year in the ACC and one of the surprises of, of the in the country, how versatile he is at seven feet. So very impressed by the coaching job that Coach Shire has done. He's got this team clicking on all cylinders. You know, the mark of a good team is those teams that face adversity. That means like there's going to be a lot of late night conversations amongst the team, a lot of late night conversations among the coaching staff, and a lot of late night conversations amongst each other as a coaching staff and a player group as a whole. And they're able to unite. And we've seen that with this team. They've won nine in a row. That's not by accident. They, they get, that means guys have bought in. Guys are committed. Guys are playing defense. Guys are dying. I, mean, I saw Derek Lively block a shot run down the ball gets turned over and he's the first to the floor at seven feet seven one diving on the floor for a loose ball these guys are committed to each other and for me as an alumnus as an alumni player i'm just so proud of the job that he's done with this group and i'm proud of these players for kind of circling the wagons when you hear all the outside noise and oh duke is finished and oh duke this and oh duke that and here they are as a five seed with a great opportunity to right the ship and well, how cool of a story would it be if Shire ends up in the final four with a chance to cut the nets down in his first 
season. I uh, love it, that. Yeah, uh, we, we are definitely rooting for that to happen. All right, Los, there's an elephant in the room when there's a Duke fan talking to you, and that elephant is your twin sons who are <laughs> elite high school basketball Thank players, you. Cameron and Caden, both Thank in the you. class of 2024. So it's a couple of years until they have to make their decisions. Cameron is widely considered the best player in all of high school basketball this year, regardless of class. Talk about what it's been like as a dad, seeing your kids go through yeah. the just recruiting craziness that I'm sure they're going through. Yeah, it's been, Jason, it's been pretty awesome, guys. I mean, they're they're sophomores, so they graduate in 2025, actually. And they're 15. They're young sophomores at that. Um, it's just cool to see your kid have a passion about something, be, you know, go after it. And it for me, being an ex-basketball player, it's pretty awesome that they pick basketball. You know what I mean? My older son also is pretty good at baseball. He plays baseball. He's a junior in high school and kicking butt there. Um, but it, it's it's awesome. They they love it. They're gym rats. They love working there. They're always um, watching film. They're always working on their game. They get up early in the morning. They get up, get up shots sometimes, and um, then they go to school. They have long long practice days. But this is a super proud dad moment. We have a lot of work to do, but it's pretty awesome seeing the notoriety and how they go viral on on social media, and seeing so many people take notice to them. They're getting better and better, and it's pretty fun to watch. Hey, hey, just lightning fast. You can just give me like one word answer. Do you think they will go to the same school together? Yeah, the package deal. Yeah. And and just between us, we don't have to tell anybody. It's going to be Duke, right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Stay tuned. <laughs> and, and just really quick on, uh, do you think if the NBA lowers the age limit, do you think they'd consider going directly to the NBA or do, you, do your boys want to spend some time in college? I definitely think they, they want to go to college. I think it'd be very interesting if they're on that draft board high in the lottery pick area um, to not at least consider it. But right now we're focused on getting better better and stronger and, and, and ready for college. That's the right answer from a father, let me tell you. All right, last yeah. thing before we let you go, buddy. We got to hear your final four picks and your championship pick. Who's it going to be? Yeah, I can't remember the whole four. I did my bracket like a, a couple of hours ago. Um, I want to obviously. You already Duke. forgot? Come on. Yeah, I did. I, I, I got I got Duke and Texas in the championship. I can't remember who Texas played. Um, I know I had Duke beating Purdue at some point along the road, but I got Duke beating Texas in the championship game by a nail biter, seventy-two to sixty-nine. And Duke Look, this is great for down. me. Yeah. This is great for me. My brother went to Texas. I can hold that over him for the rest of his life. <laughs> it's great for me, Carlos. Perfect. <laughs> But guys, Everyone. don't forget, don't forget about about the 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 zero right bracket challenge from DraftKings. Go to DraftKings.com backslash Pepsi. Fill out your bracket. This is an opportunity for a lucky fan to win a hundred thousand dollars by getting all the the well, there'll be the right answers, but it'll be the zero right answers and the lowest score will win. I love that's it's a great idea, man. I got to tell idea. you, yeah. usually these contests are so straightforward and they're so easy. I'm like, this is actually tough. This is yeah. and, and it'll be over the first weekend, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, because what, there's always going to be an upset, right? And so we're looking for a bracket full of upsets. That's what we need. This episode of the Duke Basketball Roundup is sponsored by BetterHelp. Springtime is the season that's supposed to feel like a new beginning. We have better weather and it feels like everyone gains a boost of energy. However, for many, leaving winter behind doesn't always mean that their mood lightens up with the extra sunlight. We all carry around stress, and that stress can build as more events 
get added to your calendar. That's certainly true, Donald. And with the amount of social gatherings increasing with the improving weather and more daylight, there's more pressure to be on when you're interacting with family, friends, coworkers, even strangers, even when stress has you a little bit down. And for some, getting advice from a therapist can help you tackle some of that stress without affecting you or the people you care about. That's what BetterHelp is all about. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be therapy that's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a professional, licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists anytime you want. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try and find your social sweet spot. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Duke Roundup today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Duke Roundup. Well, we are looking forward to that. I know I'm going to fill that out because, uh, honestly, for all the brackets, they end up looking zero right anyway, except when Duke <laughs> plays. So, uh, so I'm looking forward to that. But Carlos Boozer, again, Duke legend, current ACC network analyst, father of two twins and, and, and another daughter, and also just the man, uh, Carlos Boozer. Great to have you back. This is Thanks your home stop by anytime. Thanks for having me, guys. I look forward to it. Appreciate you guys. We're back just to recap again. Thank you to Carlos Boozer for joining us on the DBR podcast uh, for this DBR Bites episode. We got to talk a lot about the zero right basketball challenge. And Jason, uh, I I don't know about you, but I'm entering this and uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to win because I I think I know how the bracket's going to go. Of course, Duke's going to win it all. So I don't have to. This is the one bracket where I don't have to pick Duke in anything because I know they're I know they're going to win. So I don't have to worry about them. Yeah, the, the challenge here, I think, is like the 8-9, 7-10, those kind of games. And it's not getting them right. It's getting them wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's getting them wrong. We, we do that all the time uh, in the regular bracket. So why not do it and try to try to earn some money out of it? it, it I think this is a fun one. I, I wish we, you know what? I'm bummed we didn't ask Carlos for his biggest non-upset, I guess you'd say. like, Oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah what, what's the one game that he knows uh, is going to be not an upset or something like that. You know, what, what's yeah. the safe pick in that, in that pool? It's a crazy kind of pool. Hey, I did. I, I do want to mention really quickly. I love that. He talked about the Duke defense, you know, when mm-hmm. we were, when we were being serious and talking about Duke's chances and he said, defense will travel. And and he's absolutely right about that. That it's something that you can bring to the table every single game. I mean, look, we, we had a lot of fun with Duke being hot from the perimeter and playing really good offense uh, in the ACC tournament and some other recent games, but you know what? Having that defense that you can always fall back on, that's a huge, huge thing. And uh, uh, the the NCAA tournament ain't going to be easy. Duke has a really, really tough path. Really quick, Donald, I'll tell you something. I was reading an article in USA Today, and they had in each region, they identified the team that is sort of their odds of making the Final Four are way lower than you would expect from a team with that seed. You know, it's not literally like obviously the number 16 seeds can have the worst odds, but they're like in each region, they picked out a team that is where the odds are worse than you would expect given where that team is seated. And the teams they picked were Duke, Miami, Virginia, and Kansas. And I was like, really? The top three ACC teams? But they were like, you know, this article made it clear. They're like, look, this Oral Roberts team that Duke has in the first round is rough. 
and then they got to go through they got to go through Purdue. Purdue is you know this article was like you know Marquette. It, there's yeah. a lot of great teams in our bracket. I think we they're like, discussed Duke it. In the show. it. Yeah. yeah, they're like Duke has a tough. And I was like, really three ACC? This sucks. So anyway, that's what that article had to say. We're gonna we're gonna talk more about that tomorrow, right? Tomorrow yeah, we're gonna absolutely. have our full preview. Yeah, uh, well, full preview. But uh, honestly, Jason, I, I think you know the defense. First of all, the defense travels part. You know, Carlos said it today. Uh, yesterday we had the dog on, and, and Kenny Denard mentioned the same thing that our defense has been what we've hung our hat on, and 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 that energy that's been there over the last nine games. Uh, but also, just you know, another thing that I really enjoyed is the questions that you asked about uh, his his twins um, being in high school and him being a dad uh, and kind of, you know, being a part, uh, obviously, you know, all the, all these parents have to go through, but he's in a different situation in that he's on TV regularly. He's a former NBA veteran, obviously, uh, you know, his, his alma mater is recruiting him heavily. Uh, and, and it's, it's really fun to kind of hear how proud he was as a dad of, of their accomplishments so far. And, and the fact that they're a package deal, um, I like that you, that we got that out of them. these package deals. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, there will be no twins splitting up. Uh, that you know, they're either going to Durham or they're going somewhere else, but they're going to do it together. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you could, like you said, the pride was the thing that that came through. But I also really like the fact that he, again and again, went back to work ethic. How hard they're working in the gym, uh, their passion for basketball, and and how happy that made him. But but you can really tell that um, uh, Cameron and Caden Boozer are are going to be very very special uh, basketball players. Hopefully. Hopefully at Duke. I think so. Maybe it'd be really great. Cameron Boozer is just absolutely special. And Caden Boozer. Oh man. You know, that, I think that kid could be in school for a, a couple few years and and maybe make a huge, be a huge difference maker for a program. Yeah. And they, in, in Carlos mentioned that they are right now focused on going to college that they, uh, that they want to go to college. So I think uh, that's a, a nice development in light of, you know, everything that's out there about guys being one and done and, and the NBA may be changing to once again, allow, uh, high school graduates to enter the draft. The yeah, fact he, that they're focused on college is pretty cool. But yes, he, he did hedge. He was he, he was also bit. clear. He's like, look, if you're talking lottery pick, you know, we got to look at that. And you got to look at it. Yeah, you got to consider it. And, and I got I got yeah. news for you. If uh, if the NBA changes the deadline and kids are eligible at 18 immediately out of out of high school, at least Cameron's Cameron, ready. Cameron Boozer <laughs> going to be number one pick. Cameron is <laughs> he's the real deal. Yeah, he's. Yeah. He, they are fun to watch, but he especially is fun to watch. And it would be great to see him in, in Duke uniform. But again, thank you to Carlos Boozer for being a part of the podcast. Again, he's been on the podcast before. He was on uh, Return to Glory. Like he's, he's, he's a part, he's, he's, this is his house, like I, like I mentioned. Uh, so hopefully we will get him back uh, during the tournament, you know, hopefully to, to kind of talk, talk through some basketball. But until then, again, tomorrow, we will be back here at Feeds. We have a game on Thursday. We will preview Oral Roberts in its entirety. We will make sure people understand why we should be ready for that game, but also some of the things we need to look out for. But until then, for Sam, who's not here, that's Jason. I'm Donald, and this is the Duke Band to take us home.